Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you're listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations. We hope and pray that in joining us, you'll gain insight, wisdom, and courage to have these conversations with your own kids. Today on the program, we're talking about reconciliation, the sacrament of reconciliation. This is a topic that sometimes confuses and sometimes terrifies people, but it also brings um, healing and wholeness and joy. So we want to get a youth perspective on the Sacrament of Reconciliation. So tell me, um, I'd like to go ahead and introduce our panel. Tell me your name and where you go to church. My name is Maureen and I go to St. Bridget. My name is Caitlin and I go to St. Bridget. My name is Zach and I go to St. John Newman. All right. So Maureen and Caitlin and Zach, as best you can remember, when you made your first reconciliation... Uh, how did you feel about it? I was really nervous. You were? Like, yeah. I was about to pee my pants, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Why, what were you nervous about? Like, you had done something that you didn't want to admit, or you just, just the... I mean, just the whole, like, you go into a little confessional and tell the priest everything bad you've done. I mean, I was um, at a Matt Frad talk, and he was talking about reconciliation. He was like, yeah, you know, reconciliation can be scary, the way you're introduced to it at first is, all right, so you're going to go into this closet with the priest and tell him everything <laughs> wrong you've ever done. Um, good luck. <laughs> and is that how you were taught? Or um, is that just how you heard? That's just what you expected. Is that how you hear it? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I, you're definitely like, you're so young that I feel like everybody's definitely scared. And I know, like, me personally, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, I have seven years of sins <laughs> to talk about and everyone else you know we're supposed to go like once every few months or once a year or whatever i have seven years how many things have i done wrong that i don't even know about and i'm not gonna be able to tell him and then they won't be forgiven and i feel like they definitely went through all the steps to explain it but it wasn't absorbed um at, at that young of an age right. or something so it was definitely you know oh my gosh very scary yeah i definitely think i didn't i had no idea what to say um i know I always remember one of my friends went and she came out and she's just like, I told the priest everything that I did. And then at the end, I told him I made it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Had she really made it all up? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. But, That's quite a confession. <laughs> I remember being really relieved when my first reconciliation was over. But I'm not sure if I was relieved, like that I had unburdened my soul, or if I was just relieved it's that over. it was. It's over. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember which one it was. So, um, so, so after your first reconciliation, did you continue to be terrified of the sacrament for a while, or w once you knew what was coming, you you weren't as scared of it? Um, I'm still terrified of it. <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm always really scared of it, but I love confession. I love going. After afterwards is amazing. I love it, the feeling afterwards, but I'm still afraid to go. So, that's probably not uncommon. Like I'm terrified to go, but I love to go. Yeah. Right. Which is yeah. weird. There aren't many other things no. like that yeah. in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Zach or, or Maureen? Do you 
after your first reconciliation, did you continue to be terrified of it or did you get it out of the way? I feel like for me, like the more often I went, like the less like that, that feeling of like frightening craziness um, uh, was still there with me. Um, but uh, yeah, for everyone, it's different. And uh, for me, you know, just like making it a routine. I haven't really been keep, keeping up with that lately, but, um, you know, just keeping consistent and you, you know what to expect. You can think about it beforehand, what you're going to say. Um, and it just becomes more normal for you. Is your view of it now different than it was back when you were seven, eight, nine? Yeah, I mean, now it's definitely a lot easier to go. Back then it was like you were scared because it was your first time. You never done it before. Um, I still get scared, but it's like in a different way because I'm just afraid that the priest will remember me. Like if I go to the same one. <laughs> you, you and then are... I tend to stay away from going to my parish priest. Right. Like, even though I hear Father Dave gives great advice at the end of a confession, I'm just afraid. Father Dave sighs more at St. John Newman. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just afraid to go. (laughs) It it is. I mean, it is hard. You know, any priest will tell you, I... I, you've been to confession with me. I don't even remember. Like they just forget, you know. But right. we assume yeah. that we're the one person they're going to remember from <laughs> reconciliation, right? Sometimes it is good to you know just like get a different perspective. And you know when you have the chance to go to another priest, um, they may have like different things to say, or you know have like a different, um, I don't know, just a different way of looking at it. So yeah, they're kind of two schools of right, thought. Yeah. One is <laughs> go to the same, the same priest same all the time so that you won't commit the same sins right, all the time because you don't want yeah <laughs> and the other one is go to a different priest get a different perspective mm-hmm. yeah yeah any of it works so <laughs> um did you have a period of time in your life and you guys are still young so maybe not this is often the case for a lot of adults but where you didn't go to confession for a long time because you were scared of it but now that now you have a different understanding of it so you're more willing to go more regularly i don't know if that has that been your experience um, I mean, for me, I've always, like, went at least once a year, like, when I was younger. Now I tend to go once every three months or something, um, if not sooner than that. So what, what, did you gain a new understanding of the sacrament in the, in that time? I mean, definitely through having, um, like, for me, I was forced to research it for, like, giving talks and whatnot. Um, so, giving talks like at youth group, you mean? Or yeah. Uh huh. So I would just be told like, "Hey, you're giving a talk about this in like two weeks. Good luck." And then I would go um, research the sacrament, and that's really how I found out a lot more about it. Um, same with a lot of the other sacraments. So how do you understand the sacrament? This is a question for all of you. How do you understand the sacrament of reconciliation? What What is it? Um. I understand it that it's not the priest in the confessional, it's God himself in the confessional, and you're telling your sins to God, and then you're getting absolution from God. Yeah, I was talking to after, well, before I went into confession one time, with uh, a kid from our youth group who used to go there named Rob, and he is the coolest guy ever, and he just came out of the confessional so pumped, and he was like, yeah, I just talked to God. <laughs> like, and um, and you were like, like, wait a minute, that's weird. I've never... <laughs> I know, he was, he was so excited about it. And he told me, he was just like, if you get the... If you can, try looking the priest directly in the eye. And I thought that was really cool. And I've always tried to do that from now on, just to maintain eye contact with the priest. 
So it's not like you're sitting in there with a priest. You're actually looking into because, you know, you've heard that the eyes are the windows of the soul. So I think that's pretty cool that you can look into their eyes and really see God. So, Yeah, I think I think I, I don't know. Everybody has the preference. But for me, face to face takes some of the shame out of confession. I don't know. It's more like you're, a, you know, um, it's not like I'm hiding behind this thing because I'm so ashamed of what I've done. You know, <laughs> right. it's more like help me heal me you know absolve me let's have a conversation (laughs) that's just that's just me though a lot of people are like no way never going face to face (laughs) absolutely not um how in what ways so let's talk about the the purpose of the sacrament or the point of the sacrament you know i always teach the students in my ministry that we treat the sacrament of reconciliation like it's a like a punishment you know, but really it's this gift that our Lord has given us, this beautiful gift that, you know, we just have to understand it and use it and embrace it. But why? Why reconciliation? How does our sin affect us as individuals? Not Let's not talk about the communal, aspect, or the communal effect of our sin right now. Just individually, how does our sin affect us? I think it's not that reconciliation is like a bad thing and that it's like evil or something. Um, I think sin is a bad thing, and then reconciliation is the gift given to us to relieve it. Um, Why don't we see it that way, do you think? Um, just because it's scary, yes. Yeah. yeah, we don't like to be uncomfortable. We right. just like to be very comfortable. I think yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's very easy for humans, and especially for me, um, to just, like once we've done something wrong, to just put it behind us and think, oh, I won't do it again. Um, and then that, of course, never happens. Um, but you know, it's very hard to say you're sorry for something, um, and admit that you did something wrong. Um, and more than that, admit that you did something wrong and promise that you're going to do your very, very best to not do it again, um, is something that a lot of people just don't like to face. Um, and they just don't like to see into themselves like that. And then I feel like that's a major reason why people kind of just avoid. avoid Yeah, there's... Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, there's a Bible quote that I like, and it's from Proverbs 28, verse 13. It says, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes forsakes them will obtain mercy. And I really like that quote when I think about reconciliation, because I think that, like, to me, that says that if I hold it all back, um, like, that won't do any good. But if I confess and seek mercy from God, then he will grant it. And do you feel that, like when you leave the confessional, do you do you feel the healing effects of the sacrament? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely just feel like this weight lifted off your shoulders because the cross that you were bearing for so long is now taken away from God. And it's different than admitting something to a friend or confessing something to a friend. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't carry. I mean. That's good, you know, especially if you need to come clean with somebody about something you've done or whatever. But it doesn't lift that burden like reconciliation does, does it? I mean, in in my experience. Right, yeah. 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 I think I, I've never gone to confession where I like do not end up crying or something crazy. <laughs> just because I just, like, it, it's just, it is seriously such a cool feeling. And it's not even really, I mean, maybe it is happy crying. I'm just like a weird emotional kind of person. <laughs> but it, it just, it feels really good. I think it, I think um, those are tears of grace. Yes. I really do because I hear a lot of people say that like 
I don't know if I was happy. I I don't think I was sad. I'm sure I was <laughs> happy. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm in there. I'm saying yeah. I had a contortion. And oh, here I come. Yeah, <laughs> I, I call those tears of grace. Like, we can't really describe exactly what they are, but it's just the Holy Spirit sort of. Yeah, you know. The best confession I had was when I started crying before I went to the confessional. <laughs> like I've always been a crier after confession, but this time it was weird because it was like before I went to confession, and then um, one of the core leaders came over and they were like, "It's all right." Like you confessed, I was like, "No, that's the thing. I haven't confessed." <laughs> I'm crying, and now I have to get through this confession. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys always when you go on retreats? Do they always have uh, confessors there yeah. in her confessions. Most, yeah. 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 And that's the best time because you can go confess and then you can come back and cry to people who really care about you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not only that, but you can really prepare, you can really do a good examination of conscience, I think, oh, at yeah. a retreat. Right. You know, yeah. you get the whole cleansing, renew. Yeah. When you do a retreat in conjunction. I always come off of retreat, like on retreat high. I'm just like, God Not loves everyone. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And and part of that is the experience of reconciliation. You know, you're like, yeah. I'm a clean sl- slate. I don't yeah. want to go yeah. out in the world because I'm probably going to screw up <laughs> yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little bubble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've always done reconciliation with adoration also, and mm. I think that's great. Then, what do you like about that, Zach? Um, well, just before reconciliation, you can prepare yourself and you do a better examination of conscience, I think, because our Lord is right there in the monstrance. Um, so you can prepare yourself for a better confession and then after you can come um, and pray and do your penance and all that. Just be, continue to be in his presence. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to Raising Saints on AM 820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and we're here with Maureen, Caitlin, and Zach. And today we're talking about the Sacrament of Reconciliation. What are some of the complaints or the confusion that people have about reconciliation? Uh, I think a lot of kids our age find it just embarrassing. Um but, I mean, there, there's no other way to face your sins and improve yourself. And if we're called to be the best version of ourselves as Catholics, then we absolutely have to attend reconciliation as part of that process. So I, the right thing is not normally easy. I think also that people think that the priest is going to judge them. <laughs> or they, like, think, oh, you're bad. Like, why did you do that? But I think it's important to know that they're not going to judge you. And, and they're not going to tell anybody else. Yeah, they're not going to yeah, tell Yeah, there's the seal of the confessional. They absolutely cannot mm-hmm. tell Well, I else. used to think, like, oh, the priest is going to, like, think, like, oh, I've never heard that before. Like, he's so bad. Like, he just made up a sin, basically. And, yeah. <laughs> but it's not that at all. <laughs> I think a lot of people have trouble just, like, setting aside time to go to, to, go to confession. Um, especially like when we moved um, parishes for a long time. We didn't even know when our church was offering it. Um, and I think people just don't think they have time for it. Um, and you definitely have to you know, make it a consistent part of, your, part of your schedule. That's another reason it's so great to have reconciliation on retreats because you really don't have a good excuse anymore at that point right. to not yes. go. Like it is all laid out for you. I think it's also easier if you have people or somebody else to go with because when you go by yourself, I think that's a little scary. Yeah, you just feel like, I'm such a loser, God. Me <laughs> a confessional buddy. Uh, yeah. to Not to go into the confessional with you, let's be clear. Um, do you ever hear people say you don't need to confess your sins to a priest? That's stupid. Just confess them directly to God. I've heard that before. Have you ever had to respond to that, Caitlin? I just say that it's different. I don't know. You can't explain it. You just... 
like you feel so much better when you're actually in the I know you can be in the presence of God and just confess them but there's just a whole nother level of relief when you go to a priest and they absolve you from your sins receiving the sacrament any sacrament gives you that sanctifying grace um, and you can definitely feel that when you're in reconciliation versus when you're in your bed and you're apologizing for something that you did um, you know going face to face and finding God through um, through the priest just is a, a whole other aspect to it that you know a lot of other religions and people miss out on I find that you're a lot more sincere when it's in an actual confessional um, with a priest because if you're just like in your bed and you're like God I'm sorry for doing this you're not really like putting your all into it but when you're in a confessional then like you've you've invested something yeah yeah <laughs> like if you take the time to go then that shows something i feel like you know and there's lots of scriptural support for confessing to a priest um like john 20 21 through 23 is peace be with you this is our lord speaking as the father has sent me so i send you and when he had said this he breathed on them and said to them receive the holy spirit whose sins you forgive are forgiven them and whose sins you retain are retained. That's Jesus speaking to the apostles, right? And then again in Matthew eighteen eighteen, Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And I think that these, um, these verses are familiar to most Catholics. I think if most, I hope, if most Catholics needed to sort of give scriptural support for the sacrament of reconciliation, they could point to these. But... Um, I found a clip from Tim Staples, awesome Catholic apologist, who gives Old Testament scripture support, which which I'd never pondered before. So I just wanted to play this clip because I thought it was interesting and a kind of a new a new perspective. But I remember saying, how in the world can you all say you're going to go to some guy with a funny collar on to get your sins forgiven when the Bible says it's the Lord that forgives sins? Well, folks, here's a simple way to respond. And I'm going to give you the same thing that my Marine buddy gave to me 23 years ago. Are you ready? My friend Matt asked me this. Tim, let's go to Leviticus chapter 19, verses 20 through 22. Man, I knew I was in trouble now because Catholics aren't supposed to quite quote the Bible. Isn't that true? Right? Isn't that like a law against Catholics quoting the Bible? But in Leviticus chapter 19, verses 20 through 22, the inspired author gives instructions as to how... That sin is to be taken care of. You know what it says? It says, if you fall into this sin, you take a particular sacrifice, you take it to the priest, and the priest shall make a... I'm skipping down to verse 22. The priest shall make atonement for you before the Lord, and that sin will be forgiven. Hmm. My boy Matt says to me, Tim, is it possible? I'm, I'm only asking, is it possible? Is it possible that God could establish a priesthood to communicate his forgiveness to his people? Or do you think God's not powerful enough to do that? Oh, I hated when he did that. And you know what? I had to acknowledge not only could he have, but he did. And we see it plainly right there. So again, that was Tim Staples. Um, He was quoting from Leviticus. Chapter 19, verses 20 through 22, giving some Old Testament scriptural support for the Sacrament of Reconciliation. I love his style. He cracks me up. Um, But also, Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8, talks about uh, the fact that all believers in Christ are united. And that means if one of us sins, we damage the body to which all of us belong. And um, 
in Pope Francis's Wednesday audience on February 19th, he said, um, quote the article I read, acknowledging a popular objection to the sacrament, Pope Francis noted, someone can say, I confess my sins only to God. Yes, you can say to God, forgive me and say your sins. But our sins are also against our brothers and against the church. This is why it is necessary to ask forgiveness of the church and of our brothers in the person of the priest. And I love this image because it means that if I have sinned and it's affected the body of Christ, I don't have to go to each individual member of the body of Christ (laughs) and ask forgiveness. I can go to the priest who then will represent the whole church. Um, It's a fast track. So, (laughs) But speaking of our sins affecting more than just ourselves, what are some of the ways our sin might affect others? I think it can definitely, you know, bring other people down if you're sinning against them or um, if you're uh, involving them uh, in the sin uh, with you. Uh, there's something in the Bible about how if you if you lead your brothers and sisters in Christ into sin, then that is you now ten times as bad as you doing it alone mm-hmm. because they are innocent and may not have um, been roped into it without you. Yeah, your example can you know you you don't know how other people view you or look up to you or or emulate you you know and if your actions. Your actions can help someone else justify their own inappropriate or sinful actions. So I don't know. Any other thoughts about that? Um, How our sins can affect, how they affect more than just ourselves? I mean, yeah, definitely. Like Maureen said, if you're a negative influence on people, then they're going to get pulled down. Then they might start being a negative influence on others. And then God's just out of the picture completely. If so many people are sinning. You know, that's a really good point, Zach. You, you pull God out of the equation. So even if you're even if you're like, oh, this is just my sin, it's only affecting me. It's not affecting anybody else. You know, first of all, rarely is there a situation in which that could even be the case. You know, um, for, for example, say I'm listening to music that's inappropriate, you know, bad language, bad themes, bad... I may think that's only affecting me. That's my choice. That's music I listen to. But that forms sort of my mind and my heart and my conscience, you know, and Mm -hmm. and then it affects how I relate to other people, how I interact with other people, the influence I have on other people, you know. So, um, and going back to your point, Zach, I've just taken God out of the equation. (laughs) Like, God, don't you worry about what music I'm listening to. I'm fine. (laughs) I got this, you know, so... I don't know. I was trying to think of other examples of sins. Maybe you guys have some to throw in there that we think this is just a personal sin. It doesn't impact or have an effect on anyone other than me. But if you think about it more broadly, that's not actually. You hear people say that a lot about like pornography, prostitution, you know, like it's her choice, you know, or it's his choice to pose for pictures or to, you know, but clearly there's a much. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, my family always talks about that a lot with you know like celebrities and people who are acting appropriately and um yeah it would be better for them to be cast into the sea with like rocks tied around their neck mm-hmm. or something of what what scripture said about that because you and i mean in that on that kind of you know global stage you're leading millions and millions of people astray 
um, with that, whether it be pornography or just dressing inappropriately. Um, or what or, movies you're or, starting yes, in. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, what music you're producing. Or You have a lot of souls that are potentially in danger because of your actions. On the other hand, you hear these cool stories. Like my husband was just telling me about a, it was like a Make-A-Wish foundation. Oh, or yeah. It wasn't Make-A-Wish, but it was something like that where a little eight-year-old girl with cancer could have you know got her wish and it was to bring eight friends to an ohio state basketball game <laughs> and meet aaron craft and meet the team and, <laughs> and and just uh just how loving they were and how like before a game an hour before a game they just were totally attentive to this girl and to- and i and i was just praising god like that's how people with that kind of influence should should, should yes. use it yeah what a what a gift and a blessing but so often you know Matthew, Matthew McConaughey thanking God at the Oscars and I don't know if you guys saw it but he yeah, thanked I God did. and there was this weird sort of a polite smattering of applaud like people who wanted to applaud but didn't the, yeah yeah, didn't yeah it was just so hostile the environment was so hostile to god so but i was proud of him anyway you know what a, <laughs> i'm sure there are lots of things in his career not to be proud of but that moment i i thought his mom must be very very proud of him so anyway um what can parents do to encourage their kids to embrace the sacrament of reconciliation to celebrate the sacrament what did your parents do to encourage you guys uh, I would say embrace it yourself because you can't encourage your children to believe in anything unless um, you believe in it as well. And you can totally turn it into a family thing, not where like you got all go into the confessional together, but you all go to church. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone who's of age and has gotten the sacrament um, can, you know, just get it all knocked out at once. Um, and then you've got, you know, you're going with a group of people um, who can, you know, stand by you um, and, you know, provide emotional support before and after. And it's a really cool feeling to get it done as a family in your smaller church. Awesome. All right. Well, we are out of time, so let's close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We give you thanks for all of the sacraments, especially today, the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Um, As we enter into this time of Lent, we ask that you help us embrace the sacrament, not be afraid of it, recognize the love with which you give it to us, and celebrate it wholeheartedly. And we ask this in the name of your Lord, your Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. And until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Yeah.